1: What's up you guys? Welcome to the May twenty sixth edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready for hopefully a close game tonight. We got a whole bunch of topics. Last night was garbage, so we'll be talking about a lot of stuff. And with me is Jonas Nader. What's up, man?
2: What's up, dude? How you doing?
1: Pretty good, man. Looking for uh, a good game for a change. I mean it's besides that one Raptors Cavs game, when uh, what, game four, mm-hmm. it's been pretty bad, man. We've seen tons of blowouts. Last night, like, we're not going to spend much time on last night. Yeah. There's no reason to.
2: The West has been awesome, so at least we have that tonight.
1: Has it been, though? The only I one of the so. games has been close, man. There's too many Sp- blowouts.
2: I still think it's been fun. Spurs, Thunder was awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, just
1: mean this round.
2: Yeah, true, but anytime you see the defending the champs like fade like this, it's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, the first round was bad. I mean... The Warriors Blazes series is pretty good. It's one of the better ones. Yeah. Probably the I guess well probably the best series was what, Hawks, Celtics, I'd say. A lot of close yeah. games. Uh, there.
2: Apart from the Thunder Spurs, obviously. Yeah.
1: Well that, there were a lot of there were some decent bloods in that game in that series too. Yeah, but it was just was a lot of, of fun game. though. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh one thing I'm just wanted to touch on is I'm doing this kind of it's not a fantasy draft, it's like a draft where you're kind of building your team it's just for fun and you kind of build the team best for reality and we're going to vote on which teams we like the best kind of like the executive of the year Um, and I had the 8th pick and I took Russell Westbrook uh, with mine I'm I'm trying to build a team that's really fast and um, um, just basically like what the Thunder are doing now is get a lot of length, get a lot of speed and just go to town Uh, I I thought it's fun, I'll I'll probably do a little pot on it with some of the other guys on here uh, but I have I took Tobias Harris uh, later. It it snaked back three times. And then I took Joseph Nurkic, baby Nurkeler. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then I took Gary Harris. I, I wanted a, a really good perimeter defender, young perimeter defender next to Westbrook who could shoot the three. Mm-hmm. So he fit the mold for me. Crab went before Harris, which I was a little surprised by. Wow, um, kind of in the same mold. So yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that soon. Um, but yeah, let's talk about last night quick. I don't really want to get too deep into it. What caught your eye? Um, Kevin Love's back looked good. About the only thing you can take away from last night. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> Bianbo's not worth seventeen million dollars. Right, man. He got they. They really know how to pull him off the ball, man. They the uh-huh. uh, the movement around the perimeter from the Cavs I thought was their best offensive. Uh, their defense we'll get to in a second, but they really made the Raptors move around and got a lot of great looks. Mm-hmm. And that's been they've been getting good looks, but they finally went down. I mean, first first half was it was a joke. Thirty one yeah. points, uh they were up, so um other things I thought Tristan Thompson played with more energy. Uh J.R. Smith was okay. Um defense he was a lot better. We'll get to that in a sec two. Um, yeah. They, this game was decided. I mean, LeBron did his thing in the first half, and that was it. Not one Raptor played good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you played any Raptor, you didn't hit value, I don't think, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yep. Norm, nope. No, Norman Powell didn't hit men. Yeah, I don't think any single Raptor hit value. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> yeah. And they played what? Third, they played their whole roster, <laughs> and none of them hit value. <laughs> Great, Corey Joseph had what two fantasy points or one point or two point four with his two Jeez. boards. Yeah, it was. I saw two Pat had a good game. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, one fantasy point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you played any Raptor, we could bash two Pat. We actually got a comment on two Pat. We'll get to, but uh, yeah, man, it, it was it was DeRozan. Um, I saw ESPN had talked about how their contested shots are. Just so much better in the wins. They're taking a lot of contested shots and they're just dropping it home mm-hmm. in this series. So, uh, okay, so let me, let's talk about the defense. Uh, credit to the Cavs, big time, because last two games we saw Lowry, DeRozan go crazy. They had the 67 points in Game Four. Um, they just it was contested one on one, but they brought the double teams. And like Jr. Smith, he was really on it, and he got coached up pretty well to leave his man Demari Carroll most of the time to close out on a double when the shot clock was running down. I thought that was a really nice call. And I don't, I feel like moving forward to game six, I I feel like the Cavs are still going to get it. I think they figured out the key is do not let Lowry and DeRozan beat you at all costs.
2: Yeah, because DeMar Carroll is surely not going to beat them.
1: Yeah, he's missing so many open threes.
2: Yeah. It's a nightmare for the Raptors, man. I don't see how they win game six either.
1: Mm-hmm. What else? Anything else? Raptors no. side, cast side. Done with this I, one? I got
2: nothing else for this game. That, <laughs> was, that, right. was, that, was, that was horrible.
1: All right, so I did a pod on Wednesday. You can check it out uh, if you want to go really deep. There's a ton of stats about Curry contested and all that. But um, what's your take on tonight? Uh, obviously, being home, the Warriors got a, a leg up. They've been almost unbeatable at home a couple times. Obviously, the Thunder won game one. Uh, so what are you looking for tonight? Um, particular players particular strategies anything jump out I think
2: the warriors have to make a lineup change I think it's time to get Iguodala in the starting lineup for I know it, it hasn't worked Iguodala hasn't worked in the lineup yet I mean the number the death lineup numbers haven't worked but you got to try something
1: Yeah for I'd who? also
2: go with Ezeli over Bogut
1: so at the beginning
2: th- of the game because they can't follow him right right away
1: So you'd swap Iggy for Barnes Ezeli for Bogut
2: yeah, and because they can't hack Azalea right away until they get a few fouls, so if you put Azalea in there early, you don't have to worry about that too much.
1: I don't know. I don't even know if they've ever used that lineup. I feel like well, They haven't used it much, that's for sure.
2: Well, They're not um, getting anything out of Bogut. They have to do something.
1: Well, Kerr said he wanted to play Bogut more yesterday, uh, and he said that they quote need him. So, do you think that's like a smokescreen, or what? it has th- to be a smokescreen. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's pretty. I, I feel like it's transparent. I don't know how they play him more. With the pace that the Thunder are playing at right now, Adams is just too athletic for Bogut. Yeah, or e- even Surge. It's just it's just the the pace str- It's crazy. You would think that when you play against the Warriors, you want to slow it down, get your sets, make sure you get back on defense. But nope, <laughs> they went with, they they went the complete opposite way. Don't worry about yeah. getting your sets, crash the boards, and just run them to death. Which is which is hard to believe, man. Like I can't believe they. Went that route.
2: And if you think about it, every player in the Thunder right now is playing the best ball of their career.
1: Pretty much, man. And just, I looked that up. Um, the Curry, Clay, Iguodala, Draymond, Azealy lineup's been used for 14 minutes in the postseason, minus six net rating. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like they've used that a couple times in this series, too. Let me check out this series. Oops games they've used it they've used it in five games so let's see how many it's been for this series it's probably most of it yeah three games <laughs> minus 59.4 net rating uh, so it does I mean it doesn't matter I mean the last two games any pretty much any lineup they've used actually one lineup hasn't been bad uh, and it's the starting unit actually uh, uh, the current one because uh, yeah. Bogut was the only plus player in game four plus huh. minus so that was interesting and I don't know. I feel like they should... I think they should just straight up swap. I talked about this on the pod yesterday. I'm fine with Bogut. I love how he can pass out of the post. I think that's really a big thing for their offense to help free up Curry because he's been Mm. contested so much. So I think that is a good reason to keep him in there. And then I would just take Barnes out, put Iguodala in, cut to the chase. Barnes. I talked about this for like 10 minutes yesterday. How Barnes just misses so many assignments on defense, doesn't get, doesn't make the right cuts. He's just in his own head right now. So I don't know. I, I would take him out and play Eggedala.
2: It's funny because Barnes was such a good defender on LeBron last year, but he can't do nothing against Durant.
1: Oh yeah, he's nothing. Durant is killing him. Even though he's mm-hmm. he's missing a lot of shots, Durant. Besides that, what third quarter uh, last time? Yeah, And he's getting locked up, and mm-hmm. he's getting easy. He gets he gets the easiest shots in the NBA. Yeah, so he he should be making. A lot more than he is. And maybe well, they, they use him more. I mean, if they do stick with the lineup again, I don't think they should. But the, the ball is in Kerr's court for making an adjustment.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Barnes do the second unit. See what he can do there. Yeah. Try something new.
1: Yeah, maybe put him kind of like the way they use Robertson. Mm-hmm. Bring him in for then go small earlier with Iguodala in earlier and then pull Iggy, pull Eggy out. Go big. by the way,
2: we got to talk about Robertson too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I talked about him a lot in the pod on Wednesday. Uh, go ahead. What do you think?
2: What was his stat line? Seventeen, 17 points, 12, twelve boards. Yep. Five steals, right? A couple yep. blocks. Yeah, I think he was. I mean, good grief. Are you using him in Fanduel? <laughs> yeah, you have to.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's... we'll see if his price went up? Uh, his, yeah, it's. He's just. He's too good. I mean, two blocks, no turnovers, great efficiency. Besides the missed free throws. Mm-hmm. The okay. defense was there. He was really closing out very well on pretty much all the three-pointers. He got back. He was in the right place at the right time the entire game. So, yeah, I think you have to use him. 3900 is his price. Got to use him. Yeah. No so, way around it. Ryan, not many
2: good punts anymore. So.
1: Ryan was on it on Tuesday. Uh, he and I, I was like, got to play Robertson, got to play Waiters. And he was like, yeah, Robertson more so than Waiters. So props to Ryan. Yeah, but nice. I was I was still kinda on him, but Ryan was yeah. emphatic about playing Robertson over waiters. Mm-hmm.
2: Forty minutes too, that was awesome. Oh
1: yeah, he was the key, he was the key, man. We'll talk about Westbro I mean Westbrook is Westbrook. He's gonna give you his, but without Robertson, they wouldn't have dominated the way they did for sure. Mm-hmm. That small that small lineup's crazy. Like I talked I praised Billy Donovan for like twenty minutes in the last pod, so I'll just do it for five seconds. <laughs> um like, the, the swap of Cantor in in the last series and then basically take him out now. It's just genius. Mm-hmm.
2: It's I just, saw Westbrook wanted to get Cantor out of the game last time, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Just waiting at Billy
2: Domison, get this guy out of there.
1: Yeah, they wanted to run, man. That small lineup's going to be big again tonight. We'll see how mm-hmm. it reacts to the road crowd. Uh, anything else?
2: Um, Serge Baca, he's been awesome.
1: Yep, so, Serge at the 5's been big. Nice wingspan, really athletic. <clears throat> Yeah, great five against the Warriors with the way they run.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's. It. I think Stephen Adams last time he would have played a little bit more had he not got hit again. But I think it was his ankle tweak this time.
1: He's right fine. ankle yeah, tweak. Yeah, he's fine, and that's what we talked about in Game Three too. Like his minutes are down, but his per minute production's good. If he gives you 25, 27, twenty seven, eight minutes, you're gonna pretty come pretty close to value. So. Looks yeah. like he may be the top center with the way Biombo looked. I mean, I think that I think that they may be exploited mm-hmm. for now. I mean, it's crazy how Biombo goes from forty rebounds in two games in Toronto to looking like the the guy that Charlotte cut yeah. <laughs> for, for next to nothing.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, so let's hit some DFS lineups super quick. I mean, we do this every time, so we don't need to spend too much time. Um, how would you rank as far as like must play point guards? Um, I'm going Westbrook top mm-hmm.
2: this time. Last time I would have said Curry is my top, but I'm going Westbrook top, even though Westbrook's 10-4 now and Curry's 9-7. And then obviously I'm, you're going to go double studs at point guard, I still think, and I'm going Westbrook-Curry. And I'm not, I'm not really scheduling? looking at anyone else.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think the, the book's out on Lowry now, and Kyrie's a little too expensive for me, even though I, I just think it's L LeBron and... Kevin Love coming back to life kind of hurts Kyrie a bit. So yeah, I still I still trot out Curry at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, shooting guard, like we said, got to put Robertson, and uh, I'm st- I'm still cool with Waiters. Waiters or J.R. Smith though. I don't know. I, feel, I kind of feel like Waiters. Man, they're going to run that small lineup so much. Did last the time. pace in that game is going to be so good. Yeah,
2: Waiters can get you 20 fantasy points. I'm I'm happy with that.
1: Yeah. I think he has a higher floor than Smith does because Smith is only going to give you points, but Waiters has been creating, doing a lot of stuff. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nice to see him for a guy who everyone buried, like, including me, including every everyone. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, if you if you were high on Dion Waiters like a, two years ago, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so small forward. Do you see LeBron or Durant as more valuable? Uh
2: and a closeout game for the Cavs, I think LeBron is, actually.
1: Yeah, I, I like LeBron. I, I like him to carry the team. Uh, I think they want to... He seemed pretty aggravated that they lost those two. He had that comment where he said that uh, he's been in higher-pressure higher pressure situations than the one he's in now. A little <laughs> subtle dig to the Raptors. It's, yeah. That was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he, yeah, I, I see him as a better option. And Durant's really using more energy on defense. He had, I mean, the defensive line he had in Game Four with the four steals and three blocks. And who is this guy? Yeah. Um, but yeah, his offense has been his free throw shooting has been his saving grace. He mm-hmm. was what twelve of twelve in Game Three, nine of ten in Game Four. It's pulled up his efficiency a lot. So I still like him, but I, again, I like I like LeBron. Yeah, just a little
2: bit more. But. Who do you got? You got Iguodala as your second choice, right?
1: Yeah, I got Iguodala as a must-play again, man. I say that every time. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, he's pretty much been you know seventy thirty on on let me down uh, or But not a price drop too now forty three hundred instead of forty five. So yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's basically the same price as Harrison Barnes. <laughs> yeah. a lock for thirty plus minutes. So yeah, oh yeah, he has he has to play. I mean, as bad as that death lineup's been. um, you got to get Iggy in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, power forward? I'm kind of going to get back on the sturge Ibaka train. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a must play if you can go high end point guards like him. Mm-hmm. Are you doing Patterson again? Uh, I think I'm done. <laughs> <All> right, <finally. laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> finally. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I mean,. I don't think you can get Draymond in there. Maybe you get Kevin Love with the price drop a little bit. Um, yeah, I haven't really looked at lineup construction because we talk about the same guys all the time. But I, I like I like Love a little bit. A um, little bit risky because he was so bad in Toronto and how Tyron Lewis says he was. it's not fair, quote-unquote, to put him out in, the, in a, quote, hostile environment. It's like, dude, just give this guy max money? You're talking about hostile environments for, for this guy? I mean, uh, imagine him
2: in OKC or the Oracle Arena yeah. Game well, 7.
1: Toronto's <laughs> been live, though. I mean, they have a pretty rowdy crowd there. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I don't know. Maybe, Especially maybe, Drake. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't hate I, I Tupac. Hate Tupat has been like a must play for me. Yeah. If I need to put someone in there, I, put, I trust him more than I trust training Fry. Yeah. So I think he's the best low-end price, price guy.
2: I'm going at Baca and love, love those two prices. You, you could
1: get him in there with uh, yeah, I can get and- them
2: in there with Steven Adams as well.
1: Okay, with LeBron, so I'm happy Curry, with that. Westbrook.
2: Yep. My lineup right now is Westbrook, Curry, Roberson, Waiters, LeBron, Iggy, Ibaka, Love, and Adams.
1: Perfect. Yeah, like, that's it right there. I like that. I'm good with that one. All right, uh, who else besides Adams? Like, who's number two? Tristan in um, his hometown has been garbage. Biombo really coming down back to earth.
2: With, with Valentinus back, you can't really be as high on this Biombo as I was. So yeah. I think I think Thompson's probably my second choice.
1: Yeah, I think so with the extra price hike. Mm-hmm. Um, JB, 57, no? Still can't tell. No,
2: still, still low minutes for now.
1: Yep. All right, uh, so we had uh, I fired out a couple. Let me see if I got any tweets um, from you guys. Not a lot of fantasy or any cool questions. Everyone's just like, all right, either what. Yeah, nothing's going on right now. Yeah, so let me just check, make sure nobody hit me up here. Nope. So people talking about um, the, the first question. Um, it's from Drew Dinkmeyer. Uh, you've probably seen him do a lot of stuff with DraftKings. Uh, really cool guy. Great follow. Uh, he asks: Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Why not? That's think cool.
2: the dogs are in their own category. You got the corn dogs, the hot dogs, the bratwurst. If you say a hot dog is sandwich, that's a. I don't know, man. That's tough.
1: Yeah, emphatically definitely not a sandwich. Uh obviously you have the the dog factor, but how I classify my sandwiches and this this could be taken a couple different ways. I like the enclosure. When you make a sandwich and that you put you put the bottom bottom piece down and you stack up your sandwich and you put that other top piece on, that's your sandwich right there. <laughs> hot dog is not like that. You put the bread, you put the hot dog and then you put the toppings on. So, I think that Good point. The the, the top part is once you put the top part of the sandwich on, that is how you know it's a sandwich. So that opens up another question uh, from uh, Al Zeigfeld, who does stuff with DraftKings and ESPN. He said, "Is a burrito a sandwich?" Which would (laughs) see that would I would say a burrito is more of a sandwich than a hot dog is because same kind of principle. You tie up, um, you know, you put the toppings in, roll it up instead of putting it in. So a burrito is more sandwich-like. I still think it's not because the bread factor uh, is the key. So there's a lot of different stuff to to work into this situation.
2: I miss NBA news.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Had to get that in there. That's that's very much a a baseball Twitter question. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Love it. uh, Okay, so... Pete Christensen, who does some stuff uh, with us and with Roto Grinders and with a bunch of other sites, he's a really big DFS guy. He wants—he's a big Wolves fan too. So he wanted us to talk about um, what do you think of uh, the Wolves. I mean, what are your first impressions? We had a, a Thibodeau pod, um, you know, when it happened. Uh, I think that was with Steve. Well, um, what do you what do you make of the Wolves contender? Uh, who to watch? Who's going to be better? Who's going to hurt? Be hurt by Thibodeau? All that. What do you think?
2: First impressions is if they had one really good three point shooter in the wing, they're a playoff team right away. Yeah. I, this is the way I feel. I mean, you got a lineup with Rubio, Levine, Wiggins. You add a wing who can shoot threes. You got Carl Anthony Towns, DeAng. And they're saying he could, they could sign Noah in free, and free agency, be a nice big to bring off the bench. So that's a dangerous team, man. Yeah. Man. For, va- for value, are you asking who, who benefits and who doesn't?
1: So overall, I mean, value, reality, fantasy, kind of both.
2: Honestly, I think that whole Wolves roster benefits the top six players
1: because mm-hmm. you think that is going to keep a tighter rotation.
2: Yeah, they're going to play a ton of minutes.
1: Yeah.
2: Looking at Kat's going to play thirty-eight, thirty-nine minutes. I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. He doesn't really exert a lot of energy, and they're going to play a slower pace too. So mm-hmm. I, think, I don't think he'll be hurt by playing thirty-eight, thirty-nine minutes. Um, guy who played eighty-two games, he didn't really give us any scares mm-hmm. uh, during. You know, guys that go to the locker room. I think he went to the locker room maybe once. On the whole season, which is I don't crazy. remember
2: any scares from college either. Kentucky,
1: yeah, you gotta crazy. love the durability. What yep. About
2: Dang, I kind of like Dang under Thibodeau.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I'm. Well, want to see what they do with this pick. Um, I, I could definitely see the the two man, the two big lineup, uh, really to be the backbone. Let's mm-hmm. him be more aggressive, and Thibodeau likes to trap and stuff, so. Uh, having those guys as a defensive backbone definitely helps him. We don't have we once we saw, Jang kind of pick it up after the really rough November, December, but really from January on, he was great. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. see him as kind of a hold, um, where he'll be similar with what what his production will be and all that. Yeah. Levine, he's really bad on defense. What do you think there?
2: If anything, Thibodeau get the best out of him. I still like Levine a lot.
1: Yep. He had a great finish, a lot of scoring, a lot of three the three point shooting was the big question, and the turnovers and the yeah. passing. But they moved him over to shooting guard and took a long time. But
2: yeah,
1: he's uh, I think he's rolling now.
2: I also think Levine will get all the backup point guard minutes next year. I mean, Tyus Jones just didn't work. Let's be honest.
1: What about Chris I want to see
2: like a, I want to see like a CJ McCollum Damian Lillard rotation in Minnesota with Rubio and uh, Levine.
1: What about um, what about who do you think they take in the draft? By the way,
2: I think they go with a wing. I, I said healed in my mock. Really, I think, think healed would be a good fit. Yeah.
1: Where are you going to play him?
2: I'm saying you're going to play him at the two. I think you run a three man guard rotation between Rubio, Levine, and Heald. You can play him a couple minutes to three. That's fine. I mean, that's a deadly lineup. They need three point shooting in the worst way because Wiggins is not there yet. So I think that'd be a lot of fun.
1: So you th- you'd bring Levine off the bench or you'd start? I don't, I don't think. You put Levine as a six-man?
2: Yeah, I'd put Levine in a six-man, as that situation, for sure.
1: Yeah, that sounds like decent. I, I was thinking the other way. Uh, I think Levine has grown as a shooting guard, and I don't think you want to derail that.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I, would, I was thinking like Chris Dunn or somebody like that, and just basically slot him in behind Rubio, let them run kind of two-guard sets with him. You know, he's a little bit more of an attacking style from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, not, not as great of a passer as some other guys. like Kind of a... Early Kyle Lowry kind of thing, decent free, mm-hmm. free throw rate, all that. So I again don't really take what I say as gospel. I'm not too into college,
2: so I think they have to take a card, a guard this is their first priority in the draft, a guard or a wing. I feel like you, there's so many good, there's, you, there's a lot of good bigs you can get in free agency. So I feel like they'll go with a yeah. They a guard have cap too.
1: They're under the cap. Yep. Uh, okay. So anything else? Um, any more questions? Uh, for wolves, we pretty much hit the the big. Uh, what about Bielitsa, No, no, dude, he got no. taken early in that draft. I know, uh, really. The, the the my little reality draft. He got taken. Where did he go? Let me see here.
2: Guess the hype hasn't died down. Yeah, he.
1: I got H- Gary Harris after him. Good grief! Um, yeah, he went what fourth round? Yeah, fourth <laughs> round, man. Like of a thirty a thirty. Thirty person draft. Uh what? who else went the, after? The guy's uh, already twenty eight. Yeah, exactly. I don't think the person I think the person missed that. Uh Dante Dante Exa went after him. Um Gorgie Jang went after him. Oh god. Yeah, it's a little wild pick. I don't think he realized he was tw- at 28. so <laughs> and Miritich went pretty early too, which I thought was surprising.
2: You should probably mention uh, Muhammad while we're here. Yeah, definitely. I'm not I'm not really a Muhammad guy, are you?
1: Nah, definitely not in fantasy. Doesn't do anything. But easy, yeah, a nice bench, nice bench, nice bench. Three, four. Yeah. Um, if they want to go, I think they'll probably go bigger. So it'll probably be more of a Wiggins backup. Maybe get seven, eight minutes backup. Depends what they do in the draft, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Not, not, I don't see how he benefits. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, so moving on here, we had a cat question. Um, how it'll affect um, whatever draft pick they make, and obviously, it's not going to. Um, Okay, so the other news we had, and we talked about this on a previous pod, but to hit it again, uh, Ben Stein asks, how does Frank Vogel affect Aaron Gordon? Uh, And then I'll get to the fantasy side of it in a second. What do you think about Aaron Gordon with the new Frank Vogel system?
2: I'm giving them a big bump. I think they're going to run a lot more, a lot more small ball lineups. I mean, if they want to get crazy, they could even play Gordon at the five, I think.
1: Whoa.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm serious. If they want to get crazy with the small ball thing,
1: uh, I don't really think I think that's that'd be a be, lot of fun. That'd be crazy, man. Imagine oh. a
2: lineup with like Alfred Payton, Depot, Fournier, Hazonia, and then Aaron Gordon. Can you imagine?
1: Do you think that um, Fournier is coming back, restricted free agent?
2: Um, I think so. I, I just don't. The, right, the reason I say that is because I don't think the Magic can get anybody really good in free agency. So you might as well keep who you got.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna be curious to see if I want to see when someone has has the offer sheet on them. Mm-hmm. Like, hang on a sec. <sighs> Something I had a little tickle in my throat. <laughs> uh, so, if like the the best the best comparison is what happened with Gordon Hayward, because mm-hmm. with. Um, like the the Mavs wanted to get him, and Charlotte wanted Charlotte wanted to get him, and all that too. But Charlotte put the offer sheet in on Hayward, and they were locked up with his money. So mm-hmm. while they were locked up for those three days, all the other wing free agents went Parsons and all those guys. Yeah. And when it was already perfectly clear that Utah was not letting Hayward go, uh, and that they held up, they they matched and. Charlotte at the time, missed out on signing guys, and they were pretty bad last year. But then, obviously, they corrected their mistake picking up Patum. Mm-hmm. So credit to them for kind of fixing their goof. Yeah, um, But yeah, that's, that's just the, the timing of the restricted free agency things is, is very interesting. It's very chess-like move. So if you're competing for someone, um, then you, know, you may want to time out. You may want to do it earlier or later, depending on who's out there. So a lot of people waited. Like, Hayward was a little bit of time so I don't think they wanted to, but they had to do something.
2: The friesian class is kind of bad, wouldn't you agree? Because, yeah, I mean, after obviously the Con- Durant, Durant and LeBron are obviously there, but still.
1: And and Conley and Horford. I mean, there's some good players, there's some very very good all-star caliber players up there. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be interesting to see like if the Durant thing happens quick, if the Conley thing happens quick, and if the Horford thing all happen really fast, mm-hmm. it's going to be very different dynamic than it was last year because Everyone was waiting on LaMarcus Aldridge last year. Yeah, and He kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And the Suns were like, oh, we're in it. Let's go get Tyson Chandler and try to pull him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just amazing what the timing of free agency can be.
2: But watching these playoffs, though, Duran's going back to OKC, no doubt, yeah. in my mind.
1: Yeah, I think so, man. If you're mm-hmm. an OKC fan, you have to love this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh, so Bradley Beal, too. He wants max money restricted. So that'll be something. I think I would. I would home. not give
2: him max money, but yeah. he's going to get it. No, no matter what. You think he's going to get it? Rising cap, man. They're, they're going to give it to him. Someone is.
1: Uh, that leg injury, man. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I wouldn't do it, but it, yeah, yeah, that's that's a bold one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so okay, so the fantasy side. He's in a keeper league, uh, and Aaron Gordon will be a tenth rounder, or he's looking for uh, Will Barton for a thirteenth rounder, or Drew Holiday for a seventh rounder. Um, just assume 12 teams doesn't really matter what do you think uh about about those three
2: it's it's a it's a toss up right now between Drew and Aaron Gordon i mean before that fluke eye injury drew holiday was so good last year with anthony davis mm-hmm. so good what was he like top 25 last couple months oh he was yeah he was going off so that's it's a tough call i mean i'd probably lean more towards drew cuz he's safer but aaron gordon has so much value if he's in the 10th round that's crazy.
1: Yeah, if he gets his free throw shooting straightened out, uh, mm-hmm. and we saw him really grow as a kind of an isolation scorer in summer league, and it didn't really transfer. So as another a passer season, as well, really faster yeah, now. Yeah, as um, it takes it takes a couple. Of seasons. Once you kind of see it, it takes about two years. Like C.J. McCollum is kind of the perfect case. Like he was all over the place, like Gordon was in his first year of summer league, and then second year, you really saw him fine tune and figure out not like just volume and just appreciate the shots he was getting. And that's a big reason why he's kind of blown up. So I want to see what Gordon does this. And I'm assuming he's going to go to summer league again. You think he will? I hope so, man. He's got a lot of stuff to work out for a guy that raw. He needs mm-hmm. as much time as he can get,
2: man. That'd be awesome, man. He'd be the best player there.
1: Yeah. And he wants to be, uh, like when he was coming out of college, he was very, I want to be a three. I want to be a three. And every, all the scouts and all the NBA teams were telling him like, no, nah, we want you to be a four. But mm-hmm. now he's kind of getting a little bit what he wants. Um, they moved him over to a little bit more of a four when Tobias left. But he had his chance to play the three, and he's going to get it now. If uh, Depending on who the Magic sign, they can see him going either way. Yeah. Okay, so last thing is Marshall wants us to do a, an entire pod on Patrick Patterson. Uh, I think I will no longer speak that man's <laughs> name uh, after what he did last night. But again, everyone... The whole if you picked a raptor, you're not happy. So, yeah, it's not like said player from Kentucky was a was it was the lone disappointment on, on Toronto. That game was just a joke.
2: Never again, man. Never again will I play Patrick he's on Patterson. on your never again list. Yep, never again.
1: He's not on my never again list.
2: He's garbage, man. If they're if they're going to Louis Skull over him in the Eastern Conference Finals, like he's done.
1: It doesn't matter about starting. They put him out that he's better in the second unit. He gets more shots. They just put Skull out there as like a placeholder to strengthen their second unit. Because, I mean, you don't really need to give Pat Patterson shots when DeRozan and Lauer are taking all the shots anyway. So, I, I get it. And, like, Casey gets dogged for that so hard. They're like, oh, Luis Skull is so bad. Um, I mean,
2: if that's the case, you could find a better placeholder than Louis Cole. Yeah, Gola. I agree. <laughs> Let's
1: start Pat, Start Norman Powell or start yeah. somebody else, man. Let's do Do the Twin Towers lineup, which obviously yeah. wouldn't happen. But and one quick thing too, we talked about this with Ryan. Would you start JV? Because if you want to match him up against Tristan Thompson, why not get it out of the ra- out of the way out of the gate?
2: I'd start him. Yeah. Wouldn't you?
1: Um. Well, last before last night, I would have said no. Mm-hmm. But now I don't know. Biombo's Biombo's kind of running out of gas, mm-hmm. so I, I, I still don't think I would. But I'd maybe pull a quick hook if things weren't going well.
2: Do you think a a big big man lineup between Bismack Biombo and
1: Valentinus would work? No, nah. I know they played a little bit last night, but no, nah. too much yeah. too much spacing, too much just too much. Yeah, there's too many shooters in that team. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Love is being on and fry either one of those guys are going to space them to death they'll just yeah. it just won't be able to work they'll get way too many open looks mm-hmm. anything else
2: that's it for me any more questions
1: no nah, I'll check my twitter real quick i don't think so Let's see here nope more uh, hot dog sandwich talk <laughs> <laughs> you're not oh, you don't like baseball right
2: i, I don't like baseball yeah no.
1: there um, Steve and I had about like Ten minutes talking baseball the other day. Uh, the Dodgers called up um, top prospect Julio Urias. Mm-hmm. He's ridiculous. He's I think nineteen years old, and he has like some of the nastiest stuff and hmm. long, long. Pretty much, he's like the next Strasburg which just ridiculous stuff. Yeah, and just crazy case. He's starting tomorrow night against my. I'm a Mets fan, so I, I'm I'm going to be in a predicament watching that game <laughs> and watching the hopefully what's a closer game. With Toronto and Cleveland, but I, I gotta, should probably
2: rephrase my answer. I'm not a baseball fan, but it's probably because I don't have enough time to be a baseball fan.
1: Yeah, you like soccer.
2: Yeah, I like Barclays Premier League. I watch college basketball. I watch NBA, obviously NFL. There's just not enough time in the day for baseball. And those games are three hours long, and it's just
1: yeah, not enough time. If you either if you either start if you if you don't grow up a baseball fan, you're not going to be a baseball fan. Like yeah. I don't know very many people that started liking baseball all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. but yeah I've I played I've been I've baseball is probably the first sport I played I think every kid pretty much played baseball first it got into baseball like yeah. little league because you could swing a bat a lot faster than you can like put on pads and yeah. shoot a basket that it, um, besides like the little tykes baskets you know it's, yeah. it's tough to shoot the ball up that high <laughs> so uh what like when you play kindergarten ball or first grade ball the final score is like 6 to 4 <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we'll get out of here on that. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do a pod tomorrow, but maybe we will. Maybe Probably depends if we get a close game or not. Or maybe, man, what happens if if we could see the last of the Warriors tonight, man?
2: Crazy. What's your prediction for tonight, by the way,
1: before we get Uh, out of here? I always pick the Warriors, and I haven't been right. And, but I'm going to do it again, man. Uh, I think the Oracle crowd's going to be there. Steve Kerr sent out a note to all the season ticket holders and everything to <laughs> make sure you get there on time because they have a 6 o'clock start. So if you have uh, a 9 to 5 and you're going to get to the game, even with your family, like, if you have to go back and get your family with a 9 to 5, no way you make it there. Yeah. So people in that situation have to leave work at, like, 2. <laughs> um, where that arena is, if you're coming from San Francisco and going to Oakland to go over the yeah. bridge and all that, so depending on what part, uh, what part you're on.
2: So who wins the series, real quick? I got. I'm still going to Golden State in seven.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I trust Donovan too much. Uh, I think they really got him figured out. So I, I still, I kind of, I'm flipping. I'm going to take OKC in Game Six. Nice. But hey, I mean, I believe me. I didn't. I if I'm a betting man, I'm not taking that bet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could definitely see Curry. Turn it around, and uh, he could have a huge, huge quarter tonight. He could have one big quarter in the next three games, and it could change the series. Yep.
2: I mean, this team won seventy three games during the regular season. Yeah, it's hard to believe
1: we're even talking like this. Yeah,
2: I mean, they can win three in a row. That's not a problem. Yeah.
1: First, not to take away anything from the
2: Thunder, but they can win three in a row.
1: Yep. No, I blame me. No arguments here, man. Either. Mm -hmm. Either way, like, there's really no bad choice. This should be the finals. It's a shame. The only bad choice is if you say Golden State and six. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get out of here on that. Uh, you guys have a great night. Again, hopefully we have a close. Give me a close. game, Come on. We, Seriously. We need uh, so we're out of here. Thanks for coming on, Jonas.
2: Have a good one, man.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh,